Welcome back. Well, I should say welcome back to myself <laughs> and also to you if you're new, if you're not new here and this is maybe your second or third time listening to the podcast. I took a little break last week from recording. I still feel like I'm kind of getting into my groove with the podcast episodes. I think because I am not, I, I'm the podcast for me isn't business related anymore. It used to be. I used to have like a whole system with it. And now for me, I just kind of, I want it to be fun and I want it to be something that I look forward to and enjoy. And because of that, I don't feel like the pressure anymore to like put out a new podcast episode every week or like be as, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like regimented, I guess, on like finding guests and interviewing people and doing all of that. I mean, even though that's part of why I love podcasting, I just don't feel like the need to be so hypervigilant, I guess would be the other word that I would be, that I would try to use um, to explain that. It's, it's, I feel like this time of year, you know, I, how do I phrase this? I, I can't think of words and like sentences today. So please forgive me. I was also yesterday in therapy. I could not articulate my feelings. And I think that's a new thing for me. I'm usually super quick to like say, this is how I feel. And this is what I'm feeling and <laughs> all of that. And for whatever reason, yesterday and today, I've just haven't been able to like grasp the emotional uh, language, I guess. But yeah, I, I think this time of year has been really busy for me. And I don't say busy in the sense of like, I have so much going on that like, you know, when people say, oh, I'm sorry I missed this. Like I've been super busy. I I don't say busy in that way. I think the better word might be productive um, because I am in a season of business right now that's things are expanding and things are growing. And I am so grateful for it because I've been working for like the last three or four years to get to this place in, in my business where like I can, tur- I have to turn down clients um, and say, tell people like, sorry, I, I can't take on any more work or I'm, you know, I, I have too much else um, going on. And so I've been working again, like I said, like three or four years to get to this place. And I think with that, I had an expectation that like, oh, things are going to be so great when I finally get to this, to this point. Right. And then I got here and I'm like, oh, there's growing pains, just like every, (laughs) everything else in life. Like as you grow and expand, um, things don't fit into my schedule the way that they used to and I don't have the same amount of energy that I used to and so I'm kind of adjusting to that and I and you know my therapist pointed out like six months ago like I wouldn't have had the mental or energetic capacity to take on some of the projects that I'm taking on now um, because I would have been so fixated on my anxiety and so to be able to 
be taking on these projects and to be busy and to be doing the things that I'm doing is I'm I'm grateful. Like for me, I really see the progress that I've made in the last six months. Um, but with that, obviously, comes this this I had to unlearn the anxious part of my brain, and now I have to relearn this part of myself that. Um, like what my energetic boundaries are. And I don't mean that there's some of that spiritual like energy for sure that I'm talking about more metaphysical stuff I'm talking about, but also just like my physical energy. Like I don't have the capacity sometimes um, to take on a lot of things and I, or more, any more things. And that's kind of why I wanted to have this episode today of, of what to do when you're overwhelmed, because I know that I am not the only person in the world who experiences (laughs) stress and overwhelm, feeling overwhelmed and who also is runs an online business or just a business or just even working a, a, a traditional nine to five or maybe you're a mom. Like everyone has experienced overwhelm at some point um, through the lens of their own perspective. And I found myself feeling really overwhelmed this week. And the thing when that happens to me when I get stressed or overwhelmed is I freeze. So I am like sitting here the other day and I'm I'm literally doing nothing. I'm on my phone. I'm playing like this um it's like an old person's game. <laughs> like something like I feel like an 80-year-old like would be playing in a retirement community. It's like that game with the with blocks that you have to like line up to form a straight line. (laughs) It sounds so dumb. It's so archaic. Um, But I was just like playing that game for like, I don't know, 45 minutes. And I'm like, bro, like to myself, I was kind of being hard on myself and being like, bro, you could have done so much stuff in 45 minutes, but instead you wanted to play like this game on your phone. And for me, that game, I don't know what it is. It's so cathartic to me. Like it helps me whenever I'm like feeling stressed or anxious. Like if I can sit away for a couple of minutes and play that game, like, I don't know, it just brings me, I don't know if it activates a certain part of my brain that like takes me out of fight or flight, but I realize, like, when I'm feeling stressed and overwhelmed, I'm like, I could know exactly what I need to do, but I won't do it. And I think part of that is, like, I will be doing it in my brain. Like, I, oh, that sounds crazy. (laughs) But I think you guys know what I mean. Like, if you know that you have to, let me think of, like, a task. Let's say you're like preparing dinner and you know you have to chop an onion, chop a carrot, open a can of tomato sauce, put it in a pan. Like in my head, I am actually doing that, but I'm not physically doing it. And so it brings about this like mental exhaustion that comes around and it's just really, it's not fun. And I was not very happy with myself. Um, feeling overwhelmed and then like not actually taking the steps to to get myself out of an overwhelming situation. And so I kind of had, yeah, I would say Tuesday and Wednesday of this week, I was very not productive. And it was, I think it was probably Tuesday afternoon 
I had to do two hours of some work for a client and I sat there for like an hour and a half trying to get myself to like do the other things I needed to do for the day. And I realized I'm like, oh, this is, that's not going to happen today. Like, and so I actually paused for, for a minute and I was like, I need to, I need to just take a beat because I think there's a difference between a freeze and a pause. Like freeze is out of fear. And I think my fear came from like the fear of like me not being able to actually follow through with certain demands from a client, fear that I wouldn't get it done, fear of disappointing people, all of that stuff came up. And I only was able to see that because I took a pause. And I know that our some people's natural inclination when they have a lot of things to do is like to speed up the process because we're like, oh my gosh, I have so much to do. And like, I got to get it done now, now, now. And I can sometimes get like that, but very rarely. Um, I think most people's natural inclination is to, I mean, you've seen, I've seen it all the time. I've seen it when I'm at like the dry cleaners or the grocery store and there's someone in front of me who's just like, I got to go. I got to go. Like, can you please hurry up? I have all these things to do. And I actually think that it's beneficial to slow down and pause for a second. And reprioritize things. And I know that sounds kind of cliche. It's like figure out what your main priorities are. And that is helpful. But I also think especially when you're overwhelmed, I will also, I don't know if anyone else can relate to this, like I will almost add on things to the list that don't really matter. (laughs) So like a perfect example of that would be, um, I think dry cleaning is perfect. Like I was like, oh, I have all of these things to do. And oh, I also need to run to the dry cleaner and I need to pick up this thing and I need to send this out. And like none of that, of course, those things, you know, eventually I will have to go to the dry cleaner and pick up my dry cleaning and I will have to run to the store to pick up that gift. Like, but it didn't have to be done that day or that week. I could always go next week or the following day or whatever. But for I had to really narrow down on what the priorities were and what really needed to, to get done. And the third thing I would say is actually I think the busier that I have gotten with my business, the more I've had to prioritize self-care and focus on rest. Um, which again, you would think oh my gosh, if you're so busy, and you're so overwhelmed, like, don't you just want to get those things done and then not where, you know, um, like you don't want to sit down and meditate and, and, or take a nap or listen to a meditation or listen to an audiobook. Like that's the, you know, sometimes that's the last thing on your mind, but I actually, and I'm sure there's studies on this that I don't have, but I'm sure we could Google it, is I think the more that you you rest and you get into a place of taking care of yourself first, you actually have the energy to do the things that you need to do. And this isn't new. I'm not trying to like break science or like say this is some type of hack of like, oh yeah, you can do that. <laughs> like I, we all know this, but we don't, we don't get it. And I, and I, 
understand too some people, and I find myself doing this too, like you can't rest until you get things done. Like if I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to run all of these errands. Why am I sitting on the couch? Or why am I watching this TV show when I have all of these other things I could be doing? And sometimes it's hard to just sit still. But again, I think that pause, I think that prioritizing yourself, it actually makes it easier to get these things done. Um, Because it's 10 times hard when you're tired and you're stressed out and you're overwhelmed. It is like a thousand times more difficult to get anything done (laughs) just in general. Um, I also want to talk about social media because I think social media is not your friend when you're overwhelmed. And I've been noticing this about my own social media usage. And I, I've done so many uh, podcast episodes about social media, taking a break from social media, what it does to your mental health. And I will never stop talking about that. But I've also noticed recently with my social media use is... Like when I go on there and I'm scrolling or I go to like the For You page and I'm like watching like random content is, and I've noticed this with my brain too, like when I'm watching one video and it's about a recipe and then the next video is about fashion and the next video is about skincare and the next video is about working out and the next video might be something about the like the pandemic and the next video is about politics and the next video is about, you know, um, like mental bio hacks and the next video is about something completely different. And I feel like my, um, brain is like one of those like bouncing ping pong balls. That's like going from one topic to the next topic, to this topic, to that topic. And, I'm like, oh, this is not good because it's it's very mentally strenuous and exhausting to like be constantly context switching. Now, if I were to just be on, you know, one topic, I bet it wouldn't be so overwhelming. But I also think a lot of the content on social media is geared to tell you how you're broken or to tell you how to fix something about yourself. And I just think as in general as humans, like when we're sitting there and that's, I know I, the irony that I'm talking about what to do when you're overwhelmed and trying to help you (laughs) through this podcast, the irony is not lost on me, but to, to have a micro piece of content, right? Because you can only have, I don't know, two or three minute, I guess some Instagram videos can be 15 or IGTVs can be 15 minutes, but to have such a micro piece of content thrown at you without the context of like your own life or the perspective of your own life and now they're like trying to tell you don't eat dairy don't eat gluten like or you know don't do this or fix this or this is why you're this and this, like it I'm I is anyone else just overwhelmed with that and over it? Because I kind of am. Even even when I see the blanket piece of advice of like, don't follow people who make you feel like shit. And it's like, okay, how do I know it's going to make me feel like shit? 
tomorrow or the day after that. And it doesn't even necessarily need to be people you follow. But I think the way that social media profiles are kind of set up too is like you you see other people's pieces of content that might not be your own, right? Like if you're watching stories and someone posts something on their stories. So it, I think it's a very dangerous place when you're already overwhelmed and you're already stressed out and now you're going on to this platform that is telling you how to fix yourself, what parts of your life might be broken. Um, None of it is going to make you feel good. I have this argument that I ask all of my friends sometimes when we're having these conversations about social media and I'm not trying to place judgment or, um, you know, twist, twist information, but I ask them, I'm like, have you ever been on social media or read something on social media and it's changed your life? Like directly impacted where you're like, oh, you know what? I am going (laughs) to go run five miles at 530 in the morning or whatever it is. Um, for some people, the answer is yes, and they explain it to me, and I see why, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that totally makes sense. For me, personally, no. I've never come across a piece of content on social media that has directly impacted and changed my life. I have met some of my best friends on social media, so I don't think it's 100% a bad thing. Um, I always say, like, I think connections can start on social media, but I don't think they can live there. Like, I need to talk to my friends on the phone. I need to see them. I need to hang out with them. I need to text them. Like, that to me is true connection. Um, Not necessarily, like, just sending videos back and forth and memes back and forth and TikToks or reels back and forth on on Instagram. To me, that's not like a friendship or a connection. Um, so I always preface it with that whenever I get to a point, a place, a place with social media where I'm already overwhelmed. I'm like, I if I have to go on it because I need to find something for a client or do something for a client, I do my time and then I immediately delete the app. Um, the Instagram app. I don't I don't really use Facebook and I don't really use Twitter. So I immediately just as soon as I'm done for the day with it, I delete the app and I'm like, we're Gucci. See you tomorrow. And <laughs> one of my friends was like, why can't you just not go on it? And I'm like, have you ever heard of muscle memory? Like even when and this is like scary, you should you should if you really want to see how addicted you are to social media, delete the Instagram app or whatever app, your Facebook, Twitter, and see how many times a day you pick up your phone and you start searching for the app on your phone. That That is such a huge indicator of like, you'll like be, op- you'll open your phone and you'll be like, wait, why was I coming on my phone? Or you'll look for the app and it's not there. And you're just like, what, what's going on? Um, again, it's crazy. I feel like I've talked so much about social media and that was not my intention for this podcast. But the last thing I want to I want to leave you with when it comes to being overwhelmed is to know that it's okay to have to adjust your energetic boundaries. Maybe last week you were able to talk to that friend for an hour on the phone about something, but this week you're not. And that doesn't make you any less capable of handling whatever's going on in your life, it's okay to have to say, hey, 
you know what, this week I'm super busy and I'm not able to, you know, I don't have the space for that. And I, I also, you know, I think when that, you you have that conversation with a friend and I was talking to my good friend, Aaron, about this too. It's like, if you're able to say, hey, I don't have like space, I'm really feeling overwhelmed and like this is really weighing on my heart. I know we were going to talk about this or we were going to do this, but I just don't have the capacity to take that on. And one, I love my friend Erin because she just always has, she always shows me the most like grace and compassion ever whenever I tell her that. But I also think it in a way too, if you can't have that conversation with a friend or you feel like your friendship is at risk if you were to say, hey, I can't talk to you or I can't do this with you um, today. If you feel like, oh, they're going to come back and they're going to be upset or they're going to be mad at me or that our friendships, you know, already rocky. Um, They're probably not a great friend to begin with. <laughs> I think you should be able to be really open and honest with the people in your life about where you're at 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 different times and different points. Again, like because what what might have worked 2 weeks ago or a month ago or even 3 days ago doesn't have to work for today. We have to kind of go with that ebb and flow of life and when we don't go with that ebb and flow, I think and we try to control and fixate and we get hypervigilant, which I have such a tendency to do hypervigilance. It wasn't something I realized I did until I started going to therapy and really talking about my behaviors and how like I was so fixated on like, okay, things have to be done at a certain time and they have to be done a certain way and it's all control. And so I think we really have to let go and which feels like the opposite of what you want to do when you're feeling stressed out and overwhelmed is you're like, let go. What do you mean? Let go. (laughs) Like if anything, I need, I need things to be tighter and like fit into a box and we're compartmentalized. So they're easier, easier to manage. Um, but sometimes you also have to really just release the, release the reins a little bit and be like, I'm going to get through this next couple of weeks or this next month or next three months. I think if you're experiencing overwhelm and stress for more than three months, like we got to evaluate a couple things. Um, <laughs> but like for me, it's just been the past, I would say like two weeks that I've been experiencing that. And I, I also, I, the one last thing, this is the last thing I'll say, cause I didn't, this is something I've noticed in in just with my with anxiety and something my therapist pointed out too is there's a deadline to your overwhelm sometimes or there should be I shouldn't say there should be but there is more than likely a deadline to your feeling overwhelmed right it's a project it's a big you know it's a wedding it's a birth it's a um, you're moving or, you know, someone's coming into town or whatever. Like there's always a, a deadline to this. And I think sometimes when we're stressed and overwhelmed, we begin as humans to feel like, oh, this is my new normal. This is going to be how it's always going to be. I'm always going to feel stressed. I'm always going to feel overwhelmed. I'm never going to have time to have fun or to do the things that I want to do. And that's not simply not true. Um, like for example, right now that the one of the reasons why I'm overwhelmed is I'm taking on I took on three new clients that I'm trying to set up 
all of their social media stuff within the next like week and a half on top of all of my other clients. And I know in the next week and a half, I'm going to get all of their stuff done and then we'll be in maintenance mode and it won't be so um, like in that startup phase where like there's, you know, we're catching momentum and those types of things. So I know that there is an end date for this overwhelm. I know that in a week and a half, all of this work will be done and I will be good. And like, I'll be able to go back to focusing on some other things that I want to do, like this podcast, and it'll be good. So I think having knowing that expiration date or knowing that end date or that deadline for, okay, it's after a certain point, I'm not going to feel this way is so uh, for me, I find it really, really helpful um, because I can I can map it out. I can see it. And even though I'm not trying to be controlling, it is a sense of like, oh, I'm looking at a calendar and I can physically see that after, you know, this date, things will be a little more, you know, relaxed and I won't feel so stressed and overwhelmed. Anyway, I hope that that was helpful for you guys. I... I, I don't know if it's the season of life. I don't know if it what's going on in like, you know, the universe and all that. Um, but I feel like a couple of people reached out to me on Instagram saying that they're feeling really stressed and overwhelmed. And I was like, oh my God, me too. So maybe it's a collective thing. I have no idea. But I just thought I would share with you some tips. I know it wasn't like very sequential. <laughs> like it was like step one, step two. But I also think sometimes those are the best podcast episodes. So anyway, if you're feeling stressed, if you're feeling overwhelmed, I hope this helped you. You can always send me a DM on Instagram at livingbreely. And yeah, I will see you guys next week for a new episode. All right. Be kind, be well, be grateful. Love you. Mean it. Bye.